0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G-Striker, and I know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Well, let's talk about the matchup against the 49ers, not the 40. My gosh, I screwed up right in the beginning of the show, of the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams have explosive offenses and scored the exact same number of points this season. Crazy. Now, I think Philadelphia has a much stronger defense. They can get after the quarterback with a four-man rush. Riddick is obviously leading the league in sacks this year with 19 and a half. Mahomes on the other side, obviously with a high ankle sprain. And unfortunately, I've been saying this for years. I said it in the year that Tom Brady lost his Super Bowl. There is no such thing as a mild high ankle sprain. It's debilitating. It saps your speed and elusiveness. And it takes two months to heal from. He's going to be feeling the fact on this. And I know he'll be limited by that Eagles team. And they really don't even need to spy him. To tell you the truth, with as fast as that front four is. Now, um, Eagles are currently picked to win this game by one and a half points. I think that spread is way off. And I'll tell you exactly what I think. I know Cooley wants to know what I think about who's going to be winning this game. And I'll give you strikers pick right now. Eagles by seven. So take the Eagles giving up one and a half points all the way to the bank this year. 31-24, Eagles over Kansas City for their second chip. Now, we also had a big night in the NFL with the NFL Awards show. Fun thing to do right here before the Super Bowl. So let's go down quickly. Um, At least I want to start off and say Cam Hayward was snubbed. Absolutely snubbed yet again for NFL uh, Man of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, Dax Prescott was the one that won it this year over top of Cam, who's just been churning and churning and doing the tough work year after year. Uh, But AP, most valuable player of the year, going to Patton Holmes, who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Coach of the year, I think Tomlin has been snubbed here a little bit. It's going to Brian Debel over there at the Giants. Uh, AP, comeback player of the year, Geno Smith for the Seahawks quarterback. Uh, AP, offensive player of the year, going to Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, their wide receiver. AP Defensive Player of the Year, not a Watt. Going to Nick Bosa. Deserved it. 49ers defensive end, great player. Uh, AP Defensive r- or Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think Kenny Pickett gets slighted here. Goes to Garrett Wilson, the Jets wide receiver. 1,100 yards, 80-some catches, four touchdowns. I honestly think that should have gone to Kenny Pickett this year uh, over a wide receiver to tell you the truth uh ap defensive rookie of the year sauce gardner jets cornerback deserved really good job that this year from sauce uh next gen stats moment of the year goes to vikings wide receiver justin jefferson as well for his catch against the bills uh pro football hall of fame class of 2023 we'll go over that here quickly ronde barber Tomlin coached him in Tampa Bay, the great cornerback over there in Tampa Bay, getting a Super Bowl with Coach Tomlin uh, in, two, uh, I think that was 2002 uh, season. Uh, Darrell Revis, former Pitt Panther, first ballot Hall of Famer corner. Jets jumped ahead of us in the draft by one slot when we picked Timmons that year. History was written. Brevis is the Hall of Famer, not Timmons. Uh, Joe Thomas, friend of the show, Wisconsin Badger, long time, and one of the few players on the Cleveland Browns that I actually respect. Joe, you are in the Hall of Fame. We are proud of you. Congratulations, sir. Uh, Zach Timon, monster linebacker over at Miami Dolphins. Uh, Big stats all the time. Huge tackler. Finally made it into the Hall. Congratulations to you, Zach. Uh, Demarcus Ware, great pass rusher for the Cowboys as well, making it into the to the Hall. Don Coryell, the coach contributor, the vertical passing guru for the Chargers and Cardinals. These are the um, the coaches' picks here, or, or the 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 later picks, the the vet picks getting in. Um, Chuck Howley, also 13-year linebacker for the Cowboys, only um time a player was ever picked as the mvp for a losing team super bowl five congratulations to you chuck uh joe klecko getting in on the senior uh ticket there as well defensive lineman part of the new york sack exchange with lawrence taylor over there at the giants ken riley also Bengals defensive back in their second year one of one of their uh draft picks in their second year of existence in 1969 uh 15 years 65 interceptions with his fifth all time. Congratulations to you two there, Ken. um Running down the board, FedEx Ground Player of the Year, Aaron Ground. Air goes to Joe Burrow from the Bengals, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, the ground player. Salutes of Service Award goes to Ron Rivera, Commander's head coach. Bud Light celly of the Year, Bengals roller coaster celebration in week 18. NFL Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan is Larry Bevins of the Seahawks. Deacon Jones sack leader award, obviously Nick Bosa. Um, Though I don't know why Riddick didn't win it. He technically had more sacks than Deacon, than uh, Nick Bosa. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, AP assistant coach of the year, DeMarco Ryans for the 49ers defensive coordinator. Angry run of the year. Najee, you got robbed. Damian Pierce got it from the Texans versus the Jaguars. Not the face plant run that we were expecting to see. It's as angry as it gets. Jim Brown award for the rushing leader goes to Josh Jacobs. Congratulations, Josh, for the Raiders. Never working head and shoulders protection play of the year went to 49ers and George Kittle versus the Cowboys. And that is all the awards this year. Now it is time for questions from Steeler Nation. Go over there to the SteelerNation.com football forum. That's where I'm taking all of the questions this week. First one's coming in from Slash Steel. Why a flower tattoo, Striker? Well, I'll tell you. I know we got good shots of it on our Instagram page for SN Striker over at Instagram and TikTok. It is. If I can rotate it here, the flower tattoo right here. It's my daughter's name, Viola Rose. So I've got that in the infinity braid here with my Celtic knot, going with my Trinity knot as well, and the Celtic braid going across. I'm going to get that filled in probably in another three weeks here. And um, it's going to look a little bit different, but I'm super excited. Love it. Love the work that they did over there at Blue Crab Tattoo in Frederick, Maryland. Awesome people. Marco Wright was my tattoo artist. He is phenomenal. Highly, highly recommend them over there, guys. Um, Next question from Slash. Andy Wydell running the – oh, on a more serious note, will the draft – Trends for the Steelers change with a new sheriff in town. Well, Andy Wydell is going to be running the big board and coordinating on the scouts as the assistant GM. He did that also with the Eagles. Khan is more of a numbers guy, so we might see some more movement back. That is something we didn't see under Colbert, trading back, banking picks. Uh, I don't think we're moving out of that 17 slot. I think with all the quarterbacks going this year, there's going to be a money, somebody that's going to be on the Steelers top 10 will be there at 17 for us to pick. Highly, highly don't expect us to move back. But picking number 32, which would normally be a first-round draft pick, it's the first pick of the second round. A lot of teams are going to be calling us, and it's the only time the Steelers can't sprint to the podium unless they write their pick in and have them sleep underneath the podium all night long so they can't leave and they get their pick in. No, they're not going to do that. Steelers are going to be hearing from a lot of teams throwing out a lot of offers to get a number 32 pick, which technically is a first round drop pick in normal years, but goes under the second round slot. Don't have to worry about the fifth year option, that type of thing. And a lower slotting also for pay, much lower slotting. So I expect the Steelers, if they can get an offer for a future first round or next year and trading back eight to 10 picks, I see them doing it. I absolutely see them doing it. And I think that will take, that will be the type of pick to get us to move back and probably try to throw in a sixth as well because we don't have a fifth or a sixth this year. See if we can get one of them in as well. Um, are you disappointed with the lack of coaching moves for the Steelers? Well, Slash, I'm a bit disappointed, but I'm fine with Austin staying as a defensive coordinator. Sucks to lose Flores, obviously, but we knew he was a rental. He's a head coach, he's going to be a head coach in another year or two. Um, I know Kenny. Pickett wanted Matt Canada to stay Steeler nation didn't want Matt Canada to stay. I was on the fence with him, but if Kenny wants him to stay, I'm going to go with Kenny on this one. Uh, and Danny Smith is just too damn likable evidently to fire this season. He's going to be back on the team for his 14th year. So hopefully those coverage teams can get a little bit better this year. Steeler fan four, four, eight other than cam Sutton. Who are the top unrestricted free agents? The Steelers need to re-sign. Well, I completely agree with you, 448. Cam Sutton's number one. Now, I've got four other players that are definite signs. Probably not the ones the rest of you guys are probably thinking about, but my number, my number two past Cam Sutton, Robert Spillane. Guy is a starter in this league. He's doing nothing but getting better each week and each year. I want that guy back in the black and gold starting for us next year. Next one, KZ. Give me KZ back as our starting strong safety, a guy that's going to make plays, a guy that's going to be way cheaper than Edmonds. I want KZ as my guy in there. My number three pick is the oddball, Zach Gentry. Great job and development as a number two tight end playing as a, as a great receiver and our best blocking tight end. Find a way to bring him back. I know he's going to be a, in a good slot for salary in that second tight end range, probably a two to two to three million, four million a year guy. Bring him back. Last one, Carl Joseph for depth at safety. I think he is a must sign. Bring him back. He will be cheap. One, $2 million range. I think he can have a big impact, strong safety as well next year, and hopefully openly compete since he was hurt and was on IR all last year. Um, next question here from Steeler fan 448 Would you sign Highsmith to a contract extension this offseason? Yes. Yes, I would. Steelers have two elite bookend uh, off- outside linebackers, and that's what makes the engine of this defense run. I don't want to have to find another guy when we got him on the roster. Restructure guys. We got plenty of money to move with Cam, with Fitzy, with Watt. We can get him in under, and he's going to be pretty cheap in his first year. Next year, it will balloon. And he, and honestly, he was cheated out of a Pro Bowl this year. 14 and a half sacks, led the league in, in fumbles forced. Absolutely cheated out of being a pro bowler so that's going to make him slightly cheaper if we sign him maybe i mean if we wait for him to be a free agent he's a 20 mil a year guy easy if we can get him for 13 to 15 17 in that range i'll be happy anything under 20 i am happy If we can get him at 15 mil a year sign him lock him up rack him that's that type of guy you keep blitz striker 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 Can you define midlife crisis? Are you going to go blonde? No, I'll go bald before I go blonde here, Blitz. Um, Tattoos, obviously, like, I can see them being a midlife crisis thing. But, you know, I went my whole career without getting it, my whole life without getting a tattoo. And I was the lead uh, singer and guitarist for a punk band that was signed. Um, I always thought it was way more punk not to conform to punk rock stereotypes of having tattoos all over my body so i went tat free just put the x's on the hands being a straight edge uh but that would wear off but um was finaling this tattoo finalizing this tattoo idea for the past five years my daughter just turned 10 time to lock it in my daughter is locked into my arm for life and i freaking love it um Next question from Blitz with Flores sadly gone. Do you see us hiring a replacement to help the defense or was that a luxury? We only got last year, Uh, probably not hiring another defensive guy. I think that was a luxury just because he was available. We invented a coaching spot for him to come just to be on a roster. So he wasn't anywhere out of a job. They did him a big solid and that's how we can move right into being a D.C. Should be moving to being a head coach. Should be the head coach of uh, Arizona, in my opinion. But definitely going to be a head coach in the next year or two, especially if Minnesota improves from that horrible showing last year. If they get in the top 10, he's a head coach next year. Um, now, my pick, I've been saying this on former vidcasts, I want to bring in an offensive like uh, consultant. And my guy's Joe Lombardi. He's still sitting there. Chargers just fired him. He had the best years of Drew Brees, um, making all sorts of Pro Bowls, all pros, leading the league in passing yardage, Um, won the Super Bowl while he was there. Uh, His only two years that he wasn't with Brees, he was with Matt Stafford in Detroit. For Matt Stafford's only Pro Bowl year, second year also putting up Pro Bowl stats, but getting snubbed. Great two years there with Stafford in Detroit. Came back to... um, New Orleans, and then went to the Chargers for Herbert's second and third years. Made the Pro Bowl both of those two years. So I want him working with Kenny Pickett to develop him into a prolific passer like these other prolific passers that he worked with, like Breeze, like Stafford, like Herbert. I want to see Kenny being that next guy that hopefully – Joe Lombardi can come and help to tutor and mentor. Mad Insomniac is going to finish off our questions. And this was a question I had banked for a while, Mad. So I love this question. He wants me to rank the players from the past two drafts, one to 16, because we had 16 players drafted. So I know we differ on a couple of things here. My number one guy, screw it. I'm going to go from the backside. I'm going to start at 16. We're going to work our way up to one. 16 is an incomplete. That's going to be Calvin Austin III. He did not play a snap for us this season. So because of that, because he was IR'd all season, twice IR'd, because he came back in the 21D window, got injured again, got IR'd again. He is an incomplete. He's at 16. We'll have to see if he can contribute. Number 15 on my squad. Buddy Johnson. Tell you he was a decent contributor on special teams his rookie year. Got a couple snaps on defense. Uh, but this guy has been bouncing off of practice squads, is still in the league, but was on the 49ers, then got cut, was put on the Texans. Currently a free agent. We'll have to see where he ends up, but he's my number 15. Number 14 would be the seventh rounder from this past season who is playing or at least on the practice squad for the Super Bowl, can get a ring. And that's Chris Elotic and the quarterback. Didn't work out for us. We didn't keep him. Might find him back in our practice squad this upcoming year. We'll have to see what happens when he becomes a free agent If the Steelers can nab him to come in to play and training camp again this year with us. Um, Number 13. Was that agreed? Yep. Number 13, Quincy Roche, a guy that we drafted that went and had some great play over with the Giants, was on the Giants practice squad. We poached him back. He's back on our squad. So we'll have to see if he can make the team this year. Hopefully he can develop because we like his moxie. Um, number 12, we agreed right here. Kendrick Green was a starter his first season at center. Crazy thing is, He was an interior offensive lineman, backup last year, was not active for any game. But he had too much health across the line, did not get active, was never even considered a backup center, which was just odd to me, especially since he started a season. I think he would at least be a backup center if he started a season at center. Something's weird about that. I don't know if this guy's ever going to develop. I hope he does. But right now he's number 12. Number 11, this is where we start splitting hairs. I gave him 11, you gave him 10. And that is Isaiah Loudermilk. This guy's a developmental defensive end here on our line. I think he's going to be projecting to be a rotational player, maybe stepping into Cam's role when he retires in a couple of years. But guy is still here on the roster, still progressing. Next guy, number 10 on my list. Number seven on your list. Connor Hayward. I like how he's making plays in his limited snaps. Probably going to be our back, our, our starting fullback next year, as well as our, th- our third tight end. We'll have to see, but definitely a good playmaker and like to see him be utilized more. Scat back, slot back, fullback, tight end, wherever you can throw the guy. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a football player. Love the guy. Um, my number nine. And your number six, DeMarvin Leal. And that's only because he's not a starter yet. Another guy on the defensive line playing into that end role. I think I have him slotted to be starting opposite of Cam Hayward on our defensive line this upcoming year. Got a lot of quality snaps as a rookie. Supplanted um, Loudermilk as the number one backup coming in off of those two sides. So let's look for Leal to come in and make some waves this year in training camp. Number 10, oh, sorry, number eight, Trey Norwood. We bet had him at the same spot. Uh, great depth defensive player. Another Swiss Army guy can play the slot, can play the dime in a, as a safety, coming to the dollar as a safety. Guy can play. I like Trey Norwood, and out of the box, he was a starting safety his first week of the year as a rookie two years ago. Hopefully he can continue to progress and get better in our system. Number seven for me now, a guy that got drafted late, worked his way late in the season into a starting linebacker. Talking, of course, of Mark Robinson, friend of the show, guy we interviewed before he was drafted. So we'll have to see how he develops next year. I think he has a good shot right now. If my call, if we re-sign Spillane, it's going to be Spillane and Robinson being the starting inside linebackers this year uh, for this upcoming year. Number six on my list was number 11 on your list. I'm going with the starting punter, Percy Harvin. I know he's up and down as a kicker, but when he's on, he's a monster. We get consistency out of him. He's going to be a lock, but the one thing that everybody sleeps on him about—he's probably the best placeholder in the league. He can reach up and grab balls that other teams have to stand up to get. And if you're standing up to get a punt in this league, it's a broken play, and you're not pulling it down for a kick. So that's a missed F extra point. Doesn't happen with this guy. I love his big size, grabbing those sky punt, those sky snaps, bringing him down for makeable kicks. Lock him in for number six in my book. Number five. And this is where we're splitting hairs. Your number three, my number five, George Pickens. I um my ranking for Pickens is a little bit lower than yours because I'm still waiting for him to develop a little bit more. I want to see his root tree develop. I want to see him get better as a field stretcher deep down the field. So far, he is not that guy yet, but he can make all the plays with all of the athleticism and size in the world. I think if he builds on that with a little bit more skill, working on his hand placement, working on his route running, this guy's going to be a sick player. If he and DJ get together for route running, he's going to be insane. Very difficult to stop. Right now he's using his size and athleticism. Number four on my list was your number five, Dan Moore. And this is a guy that a lot of guys are are kind of upset about, not super happy about. Oh, we can get somebody better in the draft. We might be able to upgrade him in the draft. But facts are the facts. For a fourth rounder two years ago, we got a two-year starting left tackle out of the box. He's only getting better each year, and he should progress to being better again this upcoming season. So Dan Moore, you're my number four. Number three... On my list was your number one. Kenny freaking Pickett. Now it's just one season for Pickett, was not the full-time starter yet. Loved his two comeback wins, which gave the Steelers wins, which helped to propel Mike Tomlin into a winning record this season against the Raiders on Christmas Eve, against Baltimore in Baltimore. Toughest place to play as a Steeler quarterback. He just threw his hat into the ring for the rivalry. Love the competitiveness out of this guy. Got a shot of being number one next year, in my humble opinion. But right now, he's my number three. My number two was your number two. The only player I was ever right about the Steelers drafting at the slot he was drafted, that is Pat Fryermuth. Guy's going to be a stud at tight end. Used very well. His blocking keeps improving. But man, can he play and can get some yardage after the catch got to get him the ball more absolutely have to get him the ball more looking forward to this offensive developing and utilizing his pass skills pass receiving skills down the seam to help spread out that offense get that soft run game soft, soft uh front seven spread out there so our run game can start pounding we got to use him like they use kelsey in kansas city My number one was your number four. I got to go Najee Harris. He was a rookie pro bowler out of the box. Only two fumbles in his career. One legit. The other one he threw back at trying to make a play happen on a lateral. So I'm not counting that one. But he had one legit fumble in his two-year career. Absolute stud when he's running downhill and healthy. The offense is built around him. When he wasn't 100%, it sputtered. When he came back 100% after the bye week, we did nothing but win, 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 seven and two. Big part of that. Our offense is the Najee Harris offense. He's my number one. Love this question, Matt Insomniac. Thank you for letting me run down through this stuff. It was so fun to talk about. And I will give you a special pick here. A guy that I'm slotting in at five and a half. As an undrafted rookie free agent pick. And that is our backup running back Warren. What a great find he was last year. Steelers finally have a great backup running back. Behind Najee Harris that can be the lightning to his thunder. And help keep him fresh throughout the season. Worked wonders this year down the stretch. It looked forward to him also sharing the load next year with Harris. And those guys just feeding off of each other and both being productive. Um, guys, that's all the time we have on the show. Please check out our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, over at tse-shop.com Subscribe to their Twitter, Total Sports ENT. They're giving away free stuff all the time. VidCast is going to be live. Actually, we're taking this week off. I'm on vacation this week. I'll be back in another week uh, following. Uh, it should be two weeks from today to do the podcast, but I'll take, be taking the next two vidcasts off, unfortunately, unless I come back next Wednesday, following Wednesday, week from Wednesday, screw it. I'll be doing it a week from Wednesday. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dealer nation. You get all the dings when it happened. So you'll know when we're recording. Um, Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast, Instagram, Steeler Nation podcast, or follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on the tickety talks, on the Grammy Grams, on the tweety tweets. SN Striker with a Y. Why? Because he's crazy enough to do the show each and every week for you guys because he loves it. Um, That is all the time we have on the Steeler Nation podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G. Stryker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!